sure we're born to run, but we're also born to be in relationships. And as you're about to hear, sometimes tough relationships with fathers. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my new podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. I'm still on a high from seeing Springsteen on Broadway last week. And can I tell you, all that time in quarantine and social distancing unleashed a wave of emotions for me during the show. One emotion it didn't bring out was anger, which we explored in our last episode with Deborah from Australia, who chose that one lyric from Springsteen's Wrecking Ball. I was going through a relationship breakup and I was really, really angry and I was just going to lose the whole plot. It just spoke to me about using that energy, but not in a destructive way. Deborah speaks so well, wrote Marnie, one of our listeners. She really nails it with her explanation of that lyric. Well, Marnie, your comment makes you the latest winner of a That One Lyric t-shirt or baseball hat. Just send us your address to collect your winnings. Okay, we're going down under for the second show in a row. Let's meet Perry, who grew up with a tough, loving father. Perry chose that one lyric that helped him stand his ground and live his life on his terms. Perry, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Ted, and thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Tell our listeners where you are. I'm in Melbourne, Australia at the moment, and it's 10 p.m. at night. Perry, tell me, what was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? At the time, I was 16. I had a neighborhood friend who belonged to a record club. Have I got music for you? And every month, he'd receive two LPs or two vinyl records. 13 of your favorite records or tapes for one penny. And each month, there would be a selection of LPs, maybe from one of the artists he's chosen and maybe one that had been recommended by the record club. In one particular instance, he received a copy of Darkness on the Edge of Town. And he wasn't too thrilled with the music of Bruce Springsteen. So he said to me, do you want to take it and have a listen? That was it. I was hooked. Do you remember any song in particular from Darkness that really resonated with you? The one that I was drawn to was the live recording he did of The River in LA. How you doing out there tonight? He did an opening monologue where he talked about having to go to the draft camp and was rejected and the angst that it caused with his father. His father was always telling him, man, the army's going to make a man out of you. When the army gets you, they're going to make a man out of you. To me, I was going through the same struggles with my father, not the fact that I was going into any service or anything like that, but just the fact that there was conflict in the house. He was a very strong-willed person, and when I started listening to Springsteen's music, especially Promised Land, that really struck a chord. You've seen Bruce live in Australia, I know that. How many times have you seen him live? I think from count, probably about 13 times live in Australia. We've seen some marvellous performances over the years and everything like that. And one thing that always strikes me about Bruce is the fact that he always wants to involve himself in the local music too. And I've been privileged enough to see his own renditions of ACDC's Highway to Hell. In Excesses Don't Change. The classic Easy Beats, Friday on My Mind. Even saw him do a rendition of the Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Very, very privileged. We were wondering if he was going to do the disco moves or not, but fortunately not. (laughs) 
we have to talk about the first time that you saw Bruce and the band in the United States. My wife and I decided to, you know, cross a, something off our bucket list, and one of those was a trip to the United States and taking in both the East Coast and West Coast. Big mistake, trying to do that in four weeks. <laughs> a lot of travel involved, a lot of weary nights. And you had three of your four kids with you. Indeed, and a lot of things were involved. Theme parks, I must admit, I did ride the teacups at Disneyland. It's a small world after all, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is indeed. So my wife Marie had been desperately trying to see if we could go to a concert in the US. We were actually booked into the Hotel Pennsylvania just across the road from Madison Square Garden and lo and behold there was a concert announced for March which had been rescheduled from January because you had severe snowstorms and it just happened to be the very next night after we arrived in New York. Had some harrowing moments walking into the stadium though because a lot of people were Happy to upgrade our tickets, which we weren't willing to part with in any sense. <laughs> They're so friendly outside Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. And then just walking through the ticket checker, the people about three or four ahead of us were unfortunately disappointed because they were told they had counterfeit tickets. And just the look on my face and Marie's holding my hand saying, no, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. And when we got checked in, happiest man in the world. The people around us, the whole crowd, you know, just how he brings everyone together. Being with a New York crowd and everyone singing, everyone knows every lyric. The singing at the top of their voices and everything like that, it was just magical. It was just happened to be the night he had his mum. He walked over and or, you know, stood up and danced with her and he had her on the big screen and everything and the crowd just went wild. I didn't care that we are up in the bleachers, it was just absolute heaven to me. It must have brought so much joy as you walked out of Madison Square Garden. I don't know that I walked, Ted. I think I floated. Oh, even better. I love that. All right. What song did you choose that one lyric from to talk about? Promised Land. There was a lot of tension at home. My dad thought that we should have been looking to move on, to move out of the house and to you know, begin our own lives, even though I was only a young man. Was he doing it because he was just a tough dad or was he doing it because his father should do? He's trying to transition you from being a boy to becoming a man. There's a lot of tough love. I will always be thankful for the fact that he taught us a great work ethic. I'm not sure that his methodology was always the best. Well, what I've learned as a parent is that we have a chance to make up for some of that stuff and I'm sure that your parenting style had to have grown from maybe your dad's parenting style? Absolutely I think you do things in spite or because of your surroundings or your environment and as you say quite rightly say that you want to give your children a better life than you had. I love that you picked the promised land to choose that one lyric from because every single line needs to be dissected. A number of your guests have said previously and everything that his ability to tell a story in just a few lines and the meanings of the lyrics hold dear to me for different reasons, I suppose. Okay, Perry, what's that one lyric you'd like to talk about from the promised land? Well, there's a dark cloud rising from the desert floor. I pack my bags and I'm heading straight into the storm. Gonna be a twister to blow everything down that ain't got the faith to stand its ground. there was tension between my father and I in the house and to me this was my anthem. This is the time to stand up for yourself. This is the time for you to decide 
what your life is going to be. In the line, I packed my bags. Was that a literal message to you? Not literally in the fact that it was another couple of years before I actually moved out, but it certainly gained distance between my father and I. I started to do my own things and I chose to defer from college and head into the workforce and everything and I've never looked back. So it was a turning point for me. I don't regret it. And did you happen to share Bruce's music with your dad? Music could bring us together? Unfortunately, no. My father was estranged to me for some years after I moved out. But I'm here now and got my own family and things are good, so I can't complain. Perry, I love to look into a lyric that follows. After yours, the song really just takes off. What does that make you feel? If you choose to let things take away your dreams and everything, that's your will to let them do so. But you also have the will to stand up against those things, to make your dreams come true, to determine your own future. And that's what I chose to do. Let's look at the second half of the lyric that you chose about going to be a twister to blow everything down and ain't got the faith to stand its ground. My father was the twister. He was the one that if I let him, he would determine my future. So I chose not to let him. I stood my ground. I think it was at a time when I had to determine whether I had that faith, whether I could stand up. You can imagine being a young man standing up to your father and saying, no, I don't want to succumb to your view of life and what it should be and everything. I'll determine it myself. He worked hard, he worked construction, and strangely enough, he never wanted me to follow his path because he said it was a hard road and, you know, work wasn't always consistent. So, you know, he said, stay at school, use your brains. But at the same time, there was a period that, you know, he said, it's time for you to move on. It was a little bit confusing at the time, but I made it through. Thanks for sharing that, Perry. It's really heartfelt. Thanks so much for taking part in that one lyric. Even though we're 13 hours apart, I feel like we're really close right now. So really appreciate it, Perry. Ted, it's been my pleasure, and I love the podcast you've created, and I'm glad to have been a part of it. Thank you, Ted. Listening to Perry, I couldn't help but think of Bruce's well-documented relationship with his own father, and how Perry came to terms with his in that one lyric from The Promised Land. We are heading straight to more fun podcasts, but not before you head to Apple Podcasts, where you can leave your rating and review to automatically enter our raffle to win a That One Lyric shirt or baseball hat. And please keep sharing this with your friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed That One Lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to End the Tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time. Hey.